That is our theme song, and every little thing is going to be all right. We couldn't have said that last week, but we can say it this week. Every little thing's going to be all right, because I believe they have done a house cleaning in the White House. Well, welcome, listeners. This is Dr. Butler, your host for Faces Going Places. Uh, we want to give thanks to our sponsors, Pure Light, our sponsor, DJ Five Star, Five Star Productions, I tell you, everything, sweat and go. Uh, the little mice, Mises are down on the floor doing push-ups. So we are going to give a shout-out to all our listeners this morning and everybody who's still, still so happy that the color guard has changed and there is no more Grump or Trump in the White House. All right, we're going to have a fun day today. We're going to be talking about some things that are going to help you and give you some solid information, bring you up to date on some of the folks that we've had on our program before. And you know, I'll tell you one thing, you guys are fantastic out there because you've been hanging in there, being patient, waiting for some good news. And I guess on the 6th of January, it was so much good news that it shut all the telephone lines down, the cell phones and everything, because so many people were trying to be happy and jump up and down and shout and do everything because it looks like there is a ray of hope in the country. We hope it's true, but we can't be sure. So therefore, we must update one another. We must plan together and make sure that we protect our babies and protect our families and also protect those people who have been out of a job because they're self-employed and the retail stores and the things that help them uh, survive have been threatened and that threat has not been removed totally yet. So we'll be talking to some people about what we are doing and what can be done, uh, how you can be involved in bringing us Eh, not necessarily back to normal. We'll probably never get there again, but at least make it possible for people to get some ideas of some things that are working out here. So, welcome to the show, folks, and uh, I'm joined today by my co-host and co-anchor, the man who everybody wants a piece of, <laughs> and that's hot sauce, right here in the studio. Sweat and go hot sauce is in here. He is mm. looking like a Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty ready today. His colors are so bright. He got <laughs> he got red shirt and red hat, and I don't know what he's doing last night, but he got red eyes. <laughs> uh, he is red all over, folks. <laughs> and we have our producer. He is the submarine man because he is always down under. And yeah. he cuts us off whenever he wants to. Mm -hmm. But you got to find out, I'll tell you, it's a, is it bad boys or just boys, boys, boys? <laughs> Mr. Producer, is it bad boys 
the name of this studio? Wise Guys. Oh, I'm sorry. It's like the Mafia. It's Wise Guys. Yeah, it's, it's Wise Guys. So, what is he? He's wise guy entertainment. Okay. He's wise guy. Bad boys. You, well, well, we about Reggie, to trade, get some, violate some trademark with us. Hey, okay. All right. With Martin Lawrence and them. We don't yeah. have that money. Yep. But Martin Lawrence, he went on the download for a while. I don't know where he's at. He didn't come up for air yet. But yeah. but it's a lot going on over near your town. They shut it down. They had yeah. the, uh, what, the, the guard over there. The, all, everybody that mm -hmm. Trump said couldn't come out came out. About what, 20,000 of them? Yeah. Yeah, they I'll did. I'll tell you, you could not even go to the bathroom over there in Washington, D.C. <laughs> it was so protected. Yeah, yeah. From the top side to the bottom. Yeah. Northeast, yeah. northwest, southeast. I tell you, D.C. was under, what do you call it? Presidential control or, yeah. or, or when they send the National Guard out. Mm -hmm. But isn't it funny? You did not have a problem getting those black folks not to be in the street with all those tanks and stuff. Yeah. Common sense kind of took hold, didn't it? Yeah, it did. The it man did. said he was going to go and block the streets off for the bl uh, black folks, but the black folks had already blocked the streets off from him. Mm -hmm. They said there <laughs> was nothing coming in their neighborhood, approved or unapproved. That's so right. they got through it. But I know one thing. If those uh, skinless heads, oh, it's skinheads, I am sorry. Yeah. Those skinheads, if they had come into D.C., they don't know. The government did them a favor by putting those people out there. Yeah, sure Because the community had had enough. Mm -hmm. The community yeah. was not going to let that happen in Chocolate City mm -hmm. while they were there. So it was good. Kudos to all the residents of Washington, D.C. for being good law-abiding citizens yeah. and being willing and ready to protect your family and protect your own uh, property. That's right. That's you right. Know, you know, they found out a lot of the looting and the burning was instigated by people that were not mm -hmm. really being a part of the the, the uh, peaceful demonstrations that were going on. Yeah. So, you know, we have to take care of ourselves, Reggie. If we don't take care of ourselves, then nobody's going to do it for us. You're exactly right, Doc. And actually, huh, we, we sparked, got a spark. We got a phone call already, Doc. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I tell you, I love it. Hello, Carly. You are on the air. Yes. My name is Charles Wood. I'm calling in on a things. One about my grandmother. Uh, okay. The book, Charles. The, uh, his biggest story, yes. Yeah, tell us what your book is all about. I'm glad you mm -hmm. called. I'm, uh, we, we need to keep that story alive and well. Yeah. Tell us, give uh, us a yeah. little background uh, about your grandmother for those listeners who might not know. She is a legend, a living mm -hmm. legend. So Yes. My grandmother, Martha J. Wagner, was uh, very instrumental in uh, building the Park Sausage Company um, at that time, she was only uh, four of them. It was Haysburg, uh, Viscaskins, and uh, Parks himself. So years ago, when they started the company, it was in Parks' uh, basement, basement, um, um, basement apartment. Mm -hmm. And what they did, my grandmother at that time, she was just an accountant. And Viscaskin was basically the management. Mm -hmm. But then over time, my grandmother became the manager and the accountant. Um, okay. And she was able to build that company from little or nothing, her, Miss Gaskins also, and Mr. Parson Haysburg, to a big multi-million dollar company, which was one of the first, matter of fact, the first black company ever traded on the Baltimore, on a, on a New York stock exchange. Oh, wow. And okay. so, yeah, she took that company from nothing uh, to, you know, basically one of the well-known companies all over the East Coast, from Philadelphia to New York, et cetera, et cetera. 
Well, and also I, she was. Go ahead. I understand that she was the first in a lot of areas that people didn't even think about back then uh, to be yeah. a, a woman of color and to do the yeah. things that she did. Because my understanding, she there's a book written about her, right? And folks need yeah. to know her name. Her name was Martha Josephine Wagner. Wagner. Right. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And the yeah, book the book correct. is a sort of autobiography of her life. Yes. Is that right? Because people don't realize, particularly our young uh, ladies out there, that there were black women that have been in the forefront of a lot of the things that that happened in our, co- our company our country today. And she was really one of the unsung heroes. And yeah. I always loved it because in reading her book, and know it a little bit about the Parks because we were one of the first ones to help Parks with a a, a commercial that yeah. uh, that came out that was is very very famous now. Mm-hmm. But uh, Miss mm-hmm. Wagner was really really one of the first well one of the few first women trailblazers in the 19th century. Yeah, because yeah. she was the only woman that I saw in the book that had yeah. the kind of authority that she worked her way into. But she was yeah. in all the meetings with the guys and uh, yeah. traveling. So didn't, yeah. didn't she travel when after she became the bookkeeper? Didn't she travel mm-hmm. on the tra- the, the uh, tra- tractor trailer that the guys would take to deliver the the meat in? Yeah, yeah, she did. After she went over the road, that was her form of transportation to mm-hmm. oversee the operations as far as doing the books. For the company, right. the daily day operation. So she was the one that went over the road with the truck driver to um, uh, check the books and make sure everything was in order as far as uh, the different companies. And it was, it was a national company. What are some of the cities that your grandmother went to? Yeah, from what I understood, what I know, uh, of course, Baltimore, Philadelphia, New York, Pennsylvania, Boston, also North Carolina, mostly all of the East Coast. Um, she traveled there and uh, did the book for the stores. And this was a minority company that had that kind of distribution. That yeah, in of itself is major. Major. Mm-hmm. I know when, when I was younger, if you can believe that, they didn't. <laughs> they hadn't discovered dirt by then. But anyway, <laughs> when I was a young man, I remember the only sources I remember was Parks. Yeah, they had all those. Well yeah. And yeah. I remember the jingle that we kind of helped them a little bit with. It said, more pork sausages, mom, please. <laughs> so that the people could still not tell whether Mr. Parks was black or white. And that's one of the stories I think that young people ought to read to the kids. Tell us about her book. I know she, she uh, there's a book written about her. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Are you there? I think we got cut off. I'm sure he'll yeah, call. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, back? I'm back. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, yeah, tell us a little bit about uh, uh, there's a book out with Black History Month coming. I know mm-hmm. that uh, your grandmother is young now. She's mm-hmm. only, what, mm-hmm. 97 years old? Yeah. 97 mm-hmm. years old wow. and willing to go out yep. and speak to young people and students if they request it during Black History Month. Am I correct? Absolutely, absolutely. She's ninety-seven years young, right. and so yeah. So if you want to get the book, is uh, the Hidden Figures, the Hidden Figures woman at the Park Office Company. You can get it on Amazon. Um, Say that again for me, please. The Hidden Figures woman at the Park Office Company. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, you can wow. get that on Amazon. All right. Yeah, and I believe yeah. uh, another little tip our listeners uh, probably need to know. By the way, folks, books like that, get one for your family. Those are yeah. the kind of things that become very, very valuable as we move yeah. on into the future. She's a legacy of the past, yeah. but what yeah. what is available, the fact that she is still alive and her book yeah. is available, get a yeah. copy for your kids, for your family. Yeah. It's an easy read, and mm-hmm. we definitely should, uh, we want to support her. Yeah. All yeah. right? So go ahead, go ahead, Charles. Finish. Tell uh, us yeah. about her. Yeah. Yes, and also she was the first uh, woman um, of the American Management Association ever. Yes. And say say that again. Let, let our young people say that again. Uh, yeah, she was the first woman of the American Management Association. There was no women there. She was a pioneer. She was the first woman in that uh, American Management Association. And and that association still exists today? Still exists today. Wow. And it was funny because I, I was uh, speaking on that. Uh, the year that my grandmother was born, 1923, that's exactly when the uh, American Management Association was founded. Isn't that something? Wow. Isn't that something? Talk yeah. about, talk about yeah. tidbits. You know, yeah. there's so much that yeah. we, we need to fill our audience in on prior to Black History Month because, yeah. uh, you know, our belief is, of course, every day is Black History Day. We're doing yeah. something every single day, yeah. not necessarily reported. But we have been a month in the mix for building this country from day one, and we still are building it. Many times yeah. we're building it, and we don't even know that we're building it because nobody really puts the word out there. But we yeah. are. And for a lady of color, back mm-hmm. during that time, you talking about, wow, almost 100 years yeah. ago, and yet mm-hmm. she was a trailblazer that we yeah. don't even know about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing, and I know that yeah. you, you and your mother, uh, really are kind of like her guardians now in terms of uh, yeah. looking out for her because your mom yeah. is right there, and <laughs> she's she 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 does a lot, and she's very very humble in terms yeah. of uh, talking about it. But she has been really a key person, and I think yeah. and her which is her mother, so it's your grandmother, yeah. your yeah. mother, yeah. and then you. That's three yeah. three generations. Yeah. Mm. That's, that's important. Yeah. So tell yeah, us right. a little about, uh, you know, about your grandmother. And folks, please, if you're in an organization, please give us a call and invite that young lady to come out and let your young women and the young men see that there, there are living legends. Everybody's not yeah. dead. They like mm-hmm. to talk about our legends mm-hmm. that are dead. But uh, right. we hope that through this show, we can talk about some of those that are living and some people who are making a trail that they're going to one day be legends. So we're going to talk about those too. So go ahead, Charles, and tell us what you do. Uh, yes, uh, I'm her grandson, of course. I have a, a mobile dry cleaning pickup and delivery service. Um, so I do a lot of uh, pickup and delivery as far as And I've been doing that for quite some time. Actually, I got started in that business through her. A friend of hers had a dry cleaners at the time, and I... Um, Got out of school, I didn't know what I was going to do, so I did a little community college, and then I just stumbled into the dry cleaning business, and I've been doing that for quite a while now. Now I do the mobile instead of the uh, actual plant situation, so I pick it up, drop it off, and I've been doing that for quite some time. So I'm tapped in versed in that field. Anything you want to know about dry cleaning, I'm your man. We also do, uh, you know, area rugs, comforters, draperies, it extends far beyond the coat, and we would pick it up anywhere you would uh, give us a call, and it's... um, 
wherever you are, we are in Smogan, and you don't have to be at home. You can be at work. You could be at the airport. I'm the one there. I'm going to run down there, pick it up for you before you catch the plane or when you're coming in. So that's my that's my slogan, uh, uh, wherever and, you are, I am. Well, how can they get in touch with you? I know you do. Uh, probably me and some other people, leaders that are here in the city. I know, yeah, I, I, I know yeah. you have people like uh, uh, Five Star, myself. Five Star, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Dr. Butler, also Nick Mosey, Marilyn Mosey, yeah, yeah. Turney. Uh, those folks, uh, a lot of uh, officials. I used to be prior officials. They're no longer, but uh, yeah, a lot of, um, I would say, very prominent and also very leaders in the um, business world. So, yeah. Well, how would they get in, in touch with you? And, mm-hmm. and you also do a lot of community stuff, too, because I know you're a member of the Greater Baltimore Black Chamber. Farmers and also affiliated with the uh, uh, Black Professional Men. That's how I got started in mm-hmm. those organizations uh, through Kendrick. So, mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. And you can contact me um, through cmortonmobile at gmail.com is the email and www.cmortonmobile.com uh, uh, website. Okay. So, folks, uh, yeah, because he is, again, one of our leaders and what we have to show is cooperation yeah. and uh, willingness to partner with other people. Somebody said, well, I do all my own clothes. Well, keep doing them, but let somebody do some <laughs> of them right. so you look nice. The ones that you got, you might not look so nice in. But if a <laughs> professional is doing it, then you know that you're going to have some nice things, and they mm-hmm. deliver it back to you. And I'm telling you, that's one of the services that I would not trade for anything. In fact, uh, for a minute, I was out of touch with Charles, and I bet he he doesn't want that to happen again because I had so oh, many no. clothes. I told him I did. I got enough to keep him going for a year just servicing me. So (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna do better. But I got so uh, dependent upon his wonderful service and how he did it that I didn't want anybody else to touch my clothes. And to this (laughs) day, all right, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get over it because now he made it so I could at least get in my house. (laughs) <laughs> there were so so many clothes I had to find an alternative place to sleep. <laughs> but now it's a lot better. So we're gonna ha- you're gonna have your your grandmother be able to make some visits to some people. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, not a problem. So what should they do? Just call us or or call uh, the yeah. studio. Yeah, call the studio, or you can call you can call me at four ten nine eight four eight six four five. That's Four ten nine All right, and let us give you the call in because today you can call in, folks, and the call in number is 410-300-0489. Did I get it right? Yeah, you got it Because right. last week I gave the wrong number, <laughs> and people were calling the dog pond. And they, that's, <laughs> where, that's where they thought I was, but I was not there. So... You're going to be letting your grandmother come and speak to some of the young people, let them yeah. meet, the, meet the legend. And, folks, let me just say this, because we have a lot of people that do book signings and uh, talking to people. If you have your child meet Mrs. Wagner, be considerate that Mrs. Wagner is 97 years old. So help prepare yeah. your young people to know that when you get that age, the person doesn't talk the same as you or, you know, they exactly. won't have the long sentences like you do. And for our young people, they, they need to be briefed about that because many times that can cause for a problem 
when they're trying to understand the love that Mrs. Wagner is trying to send out there. So she won't have, she's got a good sharp memory, but you know, she won't be able to answer a lot of those questions just because remembering almost a hundred years back, just think of you and yeah. you're maybe half her age and you probably can't think of all the things that you did. Mm-hmm. So that, that is really something I wanted to make sure that I mentioned to people because it's an observation that I have. And so young people sometimes tend not to ask the questions because the person they're asking might not be, you know, doing it as fast as, as they want. So yeah. we want to make sure there's protocol to everything. And so yeah, we, and want her to get, yes, we want her to get the invitations. We want you guys out there to meet her, get pictures with her get a copy of her autographed book, and we're going to see if we can work with the family to help her get as much exposure. And hopefully it won't be a book that they just read during Black History Month, but uh, that teachers and uh, other people who I know are into helping our young folks read, that they will be a part of this. There's several uh, books out there that our people have written, current, and I think maybe our next show we will probably try to bring some of those books, some of those titles. I know that uh, Miss Laney, who was Tia Latrill's mom and business partner, they have a book. Lolita Kelson, graduate of Morgan, has a book on relationships that uh, she did. So there are several books out there that we can add to our collection and read them, read them ourselves. A lot of history has occurred that uh, yeah. we don't know about because yep. nobody informed us. So that awareness, we certainly want to help push you along. And we want to really thank you for uh, being with us today, Charles, to give us an update uh, on your grandmother. Not a problem. Thank you. Yep. And so do they, have, they have the way to get in touch with you and yeah. about the book and about your cleaning. And folks, yeah. Yeah, just give them a call and tell yeah. them Faces Going Places sent you there. Yep. That's right. So we're going we, yep. 810 Give uh, me a call. All right, folks. And thank <laughs> you, Charles, for being on. And uh, you you have an open invitation for you and your family to give us an update uh, on your grandmother. Again, yep. that's a yep. book on Mrs. Martha Josephine Wagner. Yeah. One of the original persons that was part of the platform that yeah. was used to build park sausages. Yep. The top, the top yeah. uh, uh, producer of that yeah. kind of food, first on the New York yep. Stock Exchange. And mm-hmm. so we can do a lot. Some of the young people can write a story. I know they still have the young folks writing stories for the school, and that's one of mm-hmm. them that you could use and you can write about. So again, yeah. Charles, we want to thank you for coming in thank today, you. and we hope to talk to you again soon. Yes, thank you. All right, y'all. All All right, folks, and just moving right along, we want to tell you so many things that have been happening out there this week. Um, Many of you, or maybe you haven't, how many of you know that there is a black company, minority-owned company, that actually produces toilet paper and other paper items, such as napkins and uh, um, uh, the the, the, uh, thing that the roll roll-up tall napkin thing? Yeah, 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 paper towels. Paper towels, towels, napkins, uh, wipes. He has a whole host of things and produced by a minority company. Yeah. 
That company is called Freedom Paper. And Mr. Mohammed, uh, we are going to have him on the show. If he's out there and he's listening, then he can go ahead and call in. But I want to just let our uh, listeners okay. know uh, some of these companies that we can help right mm-hmm. now. We don't have yeah. to wait. And uh, he has sort of a thing called an auto buy, which if you get on it, it's like $30 a month. But you get all these products that were produced by by black businesses. Yeah. And so we definitely want to keep him in the news right now with this pandemic going on. And that seems to be a use for a lot of toilet paper. So now yeah. you got a source. And when you go into stores, have you noticed how much toilet paper they have? Mm-hmm. And folks, you know, we got another caller. This is a great mm-hmm. day. Caller, you're on the line. I'm on the line, Dr. Butler. How is everybody doing today? Doing place? Okay, fantastic. Right. Kendrick, fantastic. All right. How you doing, now, how man? You the doing lines today? have been As hot, usual. Man, today, so. <laughs> yep. Did you hear, Reggie? I'm here with the Taylor family, and they said, well, what place is going place? I said, it's a, it's a non-profit that supports places going place. Yeah, <laughs> that, that is so true. That's right. So who are you there with, uh, the Baylor family? Yeah, so my mom is now a Tillman, so Emily Baylor Tillman, my auntie, Michelle Baylor, and my auntie, who is Minister Yerding now, but she's also formerly a Baylor. She's my spiritual mentor, as well as my auntie that always has my back. She's the one to cancel, so you know they now cancel all that nurturing and they yeah. sure I never, never, ever take the brand of the hell. I, mean, I love her and I want to say that publicly on the pages one place. How are y'all doing? I'll tell you, 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 you we're doing well. great, and you send her our love. And uh, to your wife, Carol, we send our love because she is uh, definitely one of the ladies that typifies what our women used to be. And what more of them today should be. She stands behind her man. She backs him up. She gives advice. And not only to him, but anybody else, if they're talking wrong, she'll get them straight too. But she is definitely, we, we really need to know. And I send our respects and our love out to all of these women because we came for a time, at least I did, when I know that it was due to women that most of us men are here today. Yeah. The older ones in particular, because you didn't have to ask them. They got in there if they saw something was wrong or saw that how they could help or how they could be protective. In my lifetime, I have always seen our ladies do that. So I'm not surprised that many of our women have been stolen from us and, mm-hmm. used, and used to promote uh, a more sinister uh, objective that other people have out there for us. So hopefully we can bring all of our women, our queens, home to be and take the rightful place and get the rightful recognition. I got a feeling with uh, Vice President Harrison there that we're going to get that whether we want it or not. We're going to see what women power is all about. I really believe that. So a hearty hello to the family, and we're going to let you guys talk for the next few minutes about what you do, because you are definitely one of today's legends, and it's good for people to give us the accolades while we're alive and there are people that we want to point out that are getting the job done in the community. I've noticed in the news, say, over the last few months, our community doesn't get a lot of the kind of attention that it needs in this pandemic. So we see a lot of our folks, our loved ones, 
passing on without people knowing the contributions that they made. So we're going to let you talk because you got so much stuff going. But you take this period and talk about some of the stuff that you have going on because I got a feeling that they're going to pull you out into the, the public service more than you have been because a lot of what you do affects the community. So that's, I guess that's part of the price of being a leader, that you have to be there willing to help our community uh, at least understand some of the problems that, that we have today. So you and the Baylor family, and I know he's not listening, but to your uncle up in New Jersey, he's a Baylor too, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, yep. so kudos to him, and you let him know when you hear from him again that I did give him a shout-out. And tell him it was tell him it was for John Jay. He'll understand. So take it away, guys. Okay. You have it. Okay. Good morning, Doctor Butler. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Thank you for asking. I'm just fine sitting here with hot sauce. He has an air pump on the side of his chair because I, I guess I didn't look too good coming in today. So he said he was gonna pump me up with that thing. So. Um, well, I just would <laughs> like to give a shout out to the program and to my nephew who uh, represents, I guess, a long legacy of, when I say our family, you know, when you, when I hear the Baylor name, I'm one of 10 children. Oh, wow, okay. We lived in Baltimore, 300 block of Patient Street, attend city schools, and because of how they nurtured us and taught us about who we were, who we are. Many of us went on went to college, and my brother Charles included, the one in Delaware. I'm not only a minister, I'm a social worker in the city school. Okay. And, yeah, and all of us, one of my sisters is a judge in the court. And so it's just an idea of what, when, to me, what was most important in our upbringing was the love. We didn't have money. We didn't have a lot of things. As a matter of fact, I was a student in Morgan before I knew that I lived below the poverty line because I didn't even know what that was. Really? What class and, uh, What class at Morgan? I what? was in the first class of when it, when it became a university, class of 76. Then you came up when I got the double master's. I'm in the class of 76, okay. and I did, uh-huh. the, I did the double master's simultaneously, and that was my class, 76. We all are Morgan You go. Graduates. Yes, we are. Hey. Yes, all Morgan graduates and... Um, what I would say about Morgan, because I went to Winslow Park Junior High and then attended uh, Western. Okay. But what I will say about Morgan, Morgan really gave me the foundation of understanding who I am as a black female. And once I was able, once I finished Morgan and went to the University of Illinois for my master's, I knew who I was when I went out there. Yes, And yes. so I feel Morgan gave me that strong foundation that allowed me to matriculate to through the University of Illinois and um, went there on a fellowship because back then we didn't have a lot of money. That's and right. so when we went to college, we went on the basic opportunity grant, the BEOG grant. Uh, I had senatorial scholarships. And then, you know, you just knew you had to get those grades to get that next scholarship. <laughs> and um, it's amazing about what we were able to achieve, but I gave it all to my parents. Charles Taylor, Josephine Bale. If it hadn't been for them, with that many children, I don't know where we would have been. But, but that strong family foundation, and that's what we passed on to the nephew, 
um, and, and, you know, just know that you have to work together and always look out for each other and always uplift each other and encourage each other. Absolutely. So, my my husband's pastor of the City Temple of Baltimore Baptist, and so, you know, it's a, it's a good, strong legacy of family and just encouraging people. Well, you know, you know, you play such an important role in uh, something that you mentioned. I should let our audiences know. Back in the 70s, when people graduated Morgan, it was more than just a university. Morgan was actually uh-huh. one of those HBCUs that when a person went to not just Morgan, but when they went to Howard or went to uh, Coppin or went to North Carolina A&T or any of those schools, we really, really set the pace for others because the, the HBCUs gave us such a strong foundation that when we left yeah. Morgan, you should always look at where did they go for Morgan? People say, well, they probably went to Morgan because they couldn't go anywhere else. That is so untrue because we went out as you did and went to the schools. Yeah. See, you just said uh, Michigan, just kind of matter of factly. But back in the day, on your own, you probably couldn't have gotten into Michigan, just like I couldn't get into some of the schools. But having that strong foundation for Morgan, our students, and they used to talk about how many schools that we had graduates from Morgan that uh, any school you could name, if, if one of our uh, brothers or sisters wanted to go, we generally could get in all of those schools. They were sort of like a yeah. piece of cake after Morgan. Mm-hmm. And I, I would tell anyone um, going to Morgan, because when you first come out of high school, you was 18, and so there's a lot you don't know. And as a matter of fact, over the years, we continued the relationship with one of our professors, Dr. Kelly. Yeah, and his wife is in the Congress. We kept it more than felt like a family, like an extended family, and that's the atmosphere to me that it gave to us. You felt like the, the professors cared about you, not just teaching you, but they cared about pushing you and making sure you got what you needed, and not only the academic, but understanding the world that you were getting ready to enter into, and that you could compete. That's what they always told me. You right. can compete. Every you go. I mean, it was a very strong lesson. All my, my other sister, she's a teacher, and we all went to Morgan. Well, so uh, when Kendrick was ready to go, it was like, I guess you figure I better go to Morgan. brother, the one you mentioned in Delaware, and you know, he started out when he went all the way and got his doctor. My father just kept thinking, everybody's going to go that, you know, for the And it wasn't about money. It was about using what you have. Yes. You know, that you are hard enough to compete, even if a fool tells you you're not. You believe in yourself. And Morgan did that. Yes. Morgan and your and our, our family. Yeah. And a leader, a leader in everything that uh, meant us uh, something to our community. We reached out and we touched other people and actually were the center yeah. of a lot of the things that made national news, such as the sit-ins and things of that, that nature. And, of course, the, on the football side, the, the athletic side, to give encouragement to people by having things such as the Grambling Morgan football game, the, the games that Morgan went to uh, Japan and did. Uh, I was part of when uh, Morgan did Bethune-Cookman. They had an annual game for that. And Morgan has always been out there, uh, just just willing to take that extra step 
whether it was in the political realm or if it was in the realm of education. It was never afraid, and it produced students that when you hear Morgan students speak, then you know that they've been well-educated. You know, we, we wanted to come back to our community to make a difference. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I've been in city schools. I believe that each person can make a difference. I believe in working with the, you know, kids who are there who don't have maybe some of the same things, but they can hear, they can hear your story, connect with their story, and they yes. can be encouraged. Absolutely. See you and, oh, like me. <laughs> and if she could, yeah. So we all kind of decided, you know, to give back, you know, the job. It's like where you decide to work. Well, and there's a call. Yeah, there's a call to the graduates now and people like you to help us get back on track. Because in the yeah. schools, you know, we work with, uh, I bring the Harlem Globetrotters and the Harlem Wizards to Baltimore <laughs> just so that they can help the kids with the soft skills. And we've been doing that for, I, I guess, the last five or six years uh, when we found out that those uh, groups had never been in our schools. They've been to yeah. the, the other colleges but when I had them come into the uh, Civic Center downtown, I found out yeah. by talking to them that they had not been uh, to our schools. So we did, uh, we did a program to make sure that they came. And we've had them at Coppin for the last five years. Uh, we had them also down in Bowie. And we've had them at Carver. Of course, we had them at yeah. Coppin. Uh, because of the change of the athletic directors at Morgan, we didn't have a chance to get them there yet when the pandemic hit. But for all of our schools and our persons that are involved in the schools, this is a critical time for us to get together and work with those schools on bringing them back to uh, some sense of normalcy. And I think yeah. Kendrick has told you about the, the light that we have. And that light, because it is part of a solution of returning people to its normality, you have not heard much about it, but it's people like you and Robert Coleman and all of those other schools. Gwen Falls, by the way, the school that you went to, uh, that school is a part of our program. And we, okay. need, we need to get the schools to come to us and let us help them protect the schools. There is a protection, and I think Ken will tell you, we have proof of concept, verification, and we have locations that actually have had the product for over a year, over a year. And these are places where you would tend to see people catch that virus, but not one of them have it. So we really need educators and people to yes. call and ask, why, why isn't someone talking about these programs, which we have that are safe, to put them in our schools sort of as a pilot, prior to bringing those young people in there so we can check for the effectiveness, not only of, say, our product, but other products out there that are years ahead of the solutions that they claim they're looking for. If you're looking for right. a solution and there's someone out there such as Kendrick who has probably one of the lights in every hole he can find, but when you have people like that that are demonstrating that there is something out there that can slow the virus down, but the reason they don't want to give it to us is because it also creates jobs mm. and lanes mm. of opportunity. So I tell all yeah. my friends that in education, it is really, you know, we almost have to. Because if we don't invite them to see something that's working, they're not going to come on their own. Yeah, yeah. 
So okay. we love to work with you. Your church, what's the name of your church? You you pastor the church or what? That I was going to put tax on you for a minute because, you know, in addition to all of the education and all of those achievements, we must never forget that in our deepest level, we are a spirit people. Absolutely. And what I mean by that, when everything else may have failed, whether it was the government, whether it was the program, there was always this spirit that pulled us through hard times. And that's the spiritual side of me that, you know, Yes, we made it because our parents were there. Yes, we made it because we had education. But we also made it because we had a strong foundation of faith. Absolutely. And, and that, yes, um, I think, you know, when we look at our communities, we still are spirit people because it, it's something that rises up and all else fails. And I think, and it's not so much about going to a church, it's what's inside of you. And everyone was created for a purpose. And that our real purpose is to be able to help one another, to elevate one another, and speak truth in, uh, in situations. And so I think, in addition to all of the education, the other thing that pulled us along was the belief in something greater. And then in that, it was like, we could also be great. So, you know, I think that in our faith, we are spirits, and that is the strength of who we are as a people. You know, I, I, I guess Kendrick will tell you, and it's ironic right. that you should say that, but my whole philosophy as a company and as an individual, and I tell people all the time that this is not of me or of them. So what you said is so true, but you know how careful we that are true believers have to be when we're talking to oh, our yeah. audience. So you got to have room for everybody, but everybody on this call, if they are following me, they know that my first, my first tribute, any accolade, any strength, I do nothing without the power of that spirit. And I let that be known every time. I try not to get, you know, too preachy with it, but they know yep. that. If they work with, with us, then they have to be in the spirit. We, don't, we uh -huh. just don't involve ourselves with anybody who's not a believer in the power of the spirit because there's no way that we could have going on what we have going on on our own volition. We just couldn't do it. So I thank you yeah. for bringing that in, and that way I can talk about it without my audience getting angry with me. Yeah, and yeah. my husband is a pastor at the City Temple of Baltimore Baptist, which is on the corner of Utah and Dolphin Street. And um, church, we're in, actually, we are in a building. We're on the original charter when the church was founded. Oh. It said, the people of color will ever occupy these walls. Hmm. No. But we <laughs> well, I tell you, I'll yeah. tell you. Yeah, well, they, I guess they felt, they forgot that white was a color too, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yes, they did. But, you know, it's just amazing how things can be turned around. And that's where we are. And, um, you know, continue to kind of do the things that we need to do to encourage the people and get the word out about what the what COVID is, get the word out about what people need to do, and just kind of um, keeping people encouraged because this is a period where there's a lot of mental illness because people are isolated. Yes. And so we've come creative ways of trying to keep that connection going. And our country has been real helpful with that because we now are able to um, do our services uh, through using um, video and those types of and he's real good with that. So Absolutely. It's been a good to still continue to encourage people 
even in this time of being socially distant, mm-hmm. um, that we can still have. It well, made us be creative. <laughs> yep. Well, we we extend an invitation to you and your church to be involved with us letting the community be aware and also protecting your church so the parishioners can come back safely into those areas. We've been looking to have those kind of partnerships because we have the product and you guys have the people that really have a use for it and a need. And I think that one of the best ways for us to get it back in the community and making people aware at the same time is if they can come to the places that they know have been safe for them all along and to, to know sure. that we are also putting that at the front of what we need to do, because if you can't get them back into the church, they can talk all vaccines that they want. But people right. want to You're feel right. good. Right. People want to feel good. And we need the we need the help of the churches yeah. to get to the community. That is really our primary goal. So hopefully okay. we can uh, work with you guys and make it safe for everybody. And thank you for your contribution today. And we hope to right have now. you on uh, more often. About you. I'll make sure he gives me the information I need. Yes, ma'am. Okay. I certainly will do that. Well, Kendrick, the Baylor family, you're still on. If you have somebody else that you want to talk about, we can do it. Or you. Or Carol. Yeah, good afternoon, Dr. Butler. This is Michelle Baylor. How are you? I'm fantastic. Hello? And you? I'm fine. Yes, I I think I pretty much said everything. And I am um, a product, like you said, of Baltimore City Public School and of Morgan State University. Go Bears! Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Yes, go Bears. So I just want to thank you for everything, giving me the opportunity just to say hello and whatever, any way that I can you know, be able to please let me know. I certainly will. And I know that Ken and Carol will fill you guys in. They've been instrumental. I was following them before we really had the pandemic. Uh, yep. And uh, thanks to both Ken and Carol. Uh, Carol made me not feel like a stranger. I don't really do many places like, you know, entertainment places as I used to. And with her, with her help and, you know, the, the, just being a people kind of person that she is, she's very, been very, very instrumental. And me and Kendrick uh, becoming pretty close uh, partners. We do a lot of things together, spend a lot of time together. And I know he doesn't want to he doesn't want to admit this on the air, folks, but I'm going to tell on him anyway. So because his wife doesn't know that. I can outgo him when it comes to staying in and working on papers and keeping long hours. And he's always trying to cry and get out of it, talk about my wifey. So I want Carol to know I will start letting him get home a little bit earlier because I wear him out. (laughs) Yes, don't let him off the hook. And also, when you were saying that you don't eat out or anything, my sister said, she will cook a meal for you, just name it, get chicken cooked. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I love it. Yes. So, yeah. So um, I'm gonna let you go. Do you have any questions for me? No. Hello? No. We we yeah. did. We just no, no. look. We. I don't know why Ken is so quiet now, but uh, I, I. This is oh, his segment. He's here, he's here. 
Okay, oh. so I'm going to say bye, and I'm going to give you back to my nephew's agent. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> have a blessed day. All right. Now. All right. Oh, Sorry, but we took too much time. I, I love you, and I love it. It was just so much energy in this room, and I wanted to share that, that energy with everyone on Facebook. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Kendrick, you have so much going uh, going on that people don't know. You want to give them a little background, and you need to tell, particularly with some of our educators on the line. They, I'm sure they know about the unit that you have with uh, uh, music through math, or, I mean math through music. That you yeah. got a lot of stuff that you could talk about that artists they want to hear. Well, I, I don't, I don't want to, I want to forego our hour of of places going places. But really quickly, Matthew Music is a product that teaches people how to DJ using fifth grade through ninth grade math. It's an international relationship with the Canadian federal government did a five year study. It actually doubled math scores everywhere. Our product was that the word expanding, not it's not a pilot here in Baltimore, we're expanding into the United States. And so of course it's been ten years since its existence, so I would love to connect with any principal, superintendent, educators. And we're even we're, we're even creating a membership model for some of our B to C business customer parents that want to be involved as well. So I, I look forward to leveraging the relationship we have with Facebook One Places to get everyone involved with Matthew Music. Now, you know, there are a lot of people that are, are homeschooling their children. I, I don't understand politicians because we knew before this pandemic that it was difficult for many of our students when it comes to math and reading, and particularly reading comprehension, because if you're working on a STEM program, see, we got to watch the way they trick us. When you're talking about the STEM program, first of all, it was uh, uh, about three minority sisters here in Baltimore who were in the forefront of pushing the STEM program. So, I mean, that, that should be known. But also the fact that the STEM program that the government and everyone has been pushing, they're talking about science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Well, that is, as my dad said, it, it's sort of a trick. Because while you're pushing young people towards engineering, we know that the rudiments of anything should be started as early as possible, as early as two or three years old. If our young people are not exposed to mathematics, math concepts, things of that nature, and definitely reading, because I'm a product of that. I've always felt that I was a terrible speaker because I was homeless uh, one day. We're doing the rudiments of grammar. And that, that stigma stuck with me all the way through college. And when you're saying science, engineering, uh, technology, mathematics, how can you do any of those things if you can't read? That's true. Mm -hmm. So to me, I'm not the smartest crayon in the box, but it seems to me that a good reading program would be very, very instrumental in helping our young people not be afraid of choosing the careers in the STEM-related field. Yeah. And as you know, they are still putting, trying to put the A in instead of uh, uh, STEM. It's been changed a couple times, and when they finally get it to be stream, then I think they'll have it because the arts have to be included also. And those are things that I think we can't always take the so-called experts' words at what we know is a flawed thing. Nothing wrong with STEM, but I say that the attention should equally be given to students with, with the reading, 
and they also need to know how to appreciate the arts. And when those things are done, because otherwise we'll go through the STEM part and we'll get a lot of engineers, but they're not going to be as many coming out of our community as could be if we had that foundation. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Yep. So we want to know how those parents at home that are trying to homeschool their kids and they don't even know how to do math themselves, uh, how they can get you a machine. At least they can see that there's a correlation between music and math when it comes to beats and things of that nature. Either, even a dummy like me, I know that. So how do we get it to those parents and those people out there or in the centers, community centers, uh, church church centers or places where they have people and those places so that the kids, some of those kids, three or four years old, they don't know they need to know how to read and how to comprehend things. If you try to make them do math or geometry or something like that, they'll look at you in the face and call 911. You're absolutely right. And that's why we try to meet, meet the students where they are. If they are attracted to music, that's why our product comes with an unlimited download, unlimited downloads on music. So if you like country music, old school, R&B, or as young people say, track, whatever that is, if it makes you like math more, that's where we want to merge the same concept that you do with your children, putting medicine inside some after And so what Matthew Music is is a way to create that urge to learn and expose that math isn't everything. And of course, we always enjoy stream integration, that's science, technology, reading, engineering, arts, and math, because as Dr. Butler says, if you can't read problems, you can't solve problems. Right. So, yeah. so you know, those, those are type careers, they escape us or escape our kids, or they lower the, the child's self-confidence because the child thinks that something's wrong with them because they see their counterparts that may be from other areas and they see them uh, doing the math and doing the things and sort of enjoying it. And yet, because our kids don't have the foundation, I have a niece uh, in East Baltimore that has a daycare uh, center. And she, she, did, she was not uh, a, a college person, but she's been doing about 25 years. Her kids have been so, so good and so brilliant she wants she will only take children that come from broken homes or, or underprivileged areas where the parents can't afford them. She drives in from Pennsylvania and has had this school and the educators from Baltimore City try to take the school and put her out in a suburb where she would not have the same type kids to work with. But every single year I go to that school and the students are so brilliant, which I think all the little people are now uh, brilliant. You ask anybody about their grandson in any family, anywhere, and they say, oh, he or she is so smart. They're all smart. All of them are smart. But the kids can read. They can comprehend. They write their own graduation story based on somebody minority figure that they picked while they were in the school. Now, to me, that's incredible. And they don't even have computers. So they can't look the stuff up on the computers. And she keeps them at the very, very basic. And to drive that far and not have any real, real assistance from programs or people that they should have. They graduate those students, and the students are generally two grades ahead of where they would fit, so they don't know how to fit them into the Baltimore City school system. And I think those are some of the things that I see as we are working out here 
and we know they need to be addressed because the people that are running those uh, type of places, and hers is, is, I'm sure, not the only one. I've heard of several Head Start programs and several uh, programs that the churches uh, have that the kids are simply being taught by people who love what they do, and so therefore, the bonding that they have, it's a willingness to learn. So we somehow have to uh, partner up with these uh, per, uh, persons and the centers and the things that they're doing, so it's a win-win. But I think that your, your instrument and your piece of equipment, whatever you want to call it, system, would be put in almost every uh, any inner-city school and that the parents would have an opportunity to learn how to use it so that the young people would benefit from it. Mm-hmm. You know, I see we're going down on time. Was there anything else? You're working on so many things. That is not the only thing. Aren't you doing something with during this pandemic, a lot of the virtual things that some community groups could use? Absolutely. My, my birthday event and our birthday event, it's really for all types. March the 5th will be Yay. a virtual event. And we will, we will give away... I don't even know how to say it, Josh. You got to help me with this marketing. Okay. I, I, I want to give away my timeshare for a week. Okay. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not covering your travel, but you can have my timeshare for a week. We will have a winner that will have my timeshare. I'm thinking Vegas. I know a lot of people haven't been to Vegas. Yes. So all you got to do is get there, and you have, you know, of course, you can take care of your food and everything, but you can cook right in my timeshare. It can, it can host up to eight people. And that is what I want to give away for my my birthday and our birthday in in March. And I think I think we'll add to that because I had planned to give uh, the winner, one of the winners, whether it's first or second place, probably second, a system, a purification system for their entire house, so they don't have to worry about it. Uh, they just tell us. Uh, how many rooms are in their house, and as part of that birthday package, the, I guess we could call it the Pisces package that we will give to someone. And don't don't worry about the cost. Whatever it takes to totally, totally uh, put a system in their home that would be the air purification system that we have in the daycare center, in the salsa grill, in the doctor's office, that they haven't had one case of the virus to come through that system. So that would be two things. I know we have some other Pisces out there that when they make their uh, their pledge to whatever they're going to give, it's going to be worth looking forward to a march. So all the listeners out there, don't be getting the virus or anything else so that you'll be around in March when we have the fantastic giveaway that you'll be hearing more about on this program and I'm sure on the programs that are being done by Five Star Production. Sounds great. For all the callers out there, please get with Pacers on place. Dr. Butler is definitely that guy. He is plugged. He is the person that connects the dots, like many of us on his team. So I'm, I'm excited to be there. And so I just, just want to say signing out. This is Kenny Tillman from Five Star Enterprise, a.k.a. Five Star Productions, and appreciate all the time you've given us in our family. Thank you. Bye, everybody. I'm a part of the. I'm now, I'm now a Butler Baylor. <laughs> All right, y'all take it easy. Uh, everybody, we All want right. to thank you for listening. And remember, this program is sponsored by Pure Light. We thought it was magic, but it's just the light. 
So you can get in touch with us by calling us. Uh, you can call uh, Reggie Hot Sauce. And uh, next week, we're going to be talking about how nutrition fits into this pandemic, because I think a lot of people are overlooking that, that nutrition is a basic part of the formula and returning to a sense of normalcy. And if you don't have a, if you don't have a nutritional program, next week Hot Sauce is going to tell you all about it and all about what you can do, because it, believe me, it's a part of the formula of returning everything to its normal state. Mm-hmm. I know the program today, we have so many people that we want to follow and give everybody the opportunity. So please have your friends join us next week. And remember the call-in number. Give them the call-in number early, which is 410-300-0489. And on behalf of uh, Pure Light, it's the system. By the way, folks, we are doing a pilot program with the Maryland Department of Transportation It's already started, so you'll hear more about that. But tune in and find out more about Pure Light, pure.light.com. And on behalf of Reggie Hot Sauce, Reggie, you want to tell them goodbye? I want to say goodbye, folks. Thanks for listening. We look forward to you telling us your story about what Pure Light did for you if you have the system. So until next time, be careful, be good, be spiritual. Alrighty. Faces Going Places is a 501c3 that strives to promote youth empowerment through community, unity, and educational programming initiatives. We believe in the pursuit of championing the cause of our future leaders. Faces Going Places is committed to dramatically reshaping the most economically depressed communities across the country. Listen in to the Faces Going Places podcast, where new episodes will be released every Saturday on all your podcast platforms. This podcast is also brought to you by the WGE Podcast Center, your host for all your podcasting needs. Available on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes. <laughs>